Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, where we take a journey within to uncover the inner resources deep within our soul to transform physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It is through this higher sense of knowing we are able to design and live our lives with purpose, compassion, and for the collective consciousness. Are you ready to start your own inner revolution? Come with me. Welcome to the Inner Revolution Show, everyone. I am your host, Dr. Renee, and welcome back for yet another amazing week. I am nursing some laryngitis right now, so hence the little bit of a raspy voice. I don't know what we would call it, but it's rather interesting. So I do apologize, but we are going to get through it because that's the kind of spirit that I have. No matter what it is, I'm always willing to try. So welcome back. This week is so absolutely special to me because we have our one of our very few returning guests. We haven't had many um, people who have come back for recurring positions, not because they don't want to, but just because I want to make sure that we only have the absolute most special people here in the inner revolution. And so our guest tonight is someone who was here for season two and is still one of the most downloaded episodes, the most streamed episodes, and one that has gotten so much feedback. And it was on depression and recovering after trauma and heartbreak. And I'm telling you, it was such a special, special episode. And this person and I had been talking for quite some time about doing this show, but it just seemed like we had to find the perfect timing. And here we are. So as I say at the beginning of every show, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in week in and week out. And if you do not follow us yet, Please go ahead and pick up that phone right now because I know you have it. Um, go ahead and look us up on iTunes and Spotify under the Inner Revolution with Dr. Renee. Click that follow subscribe button. Make sure that you download any of those episodes that you've missed so far. I have been on here for three seasons now. We're over 60 some episodes. So no spring chicken here. Let me tell you, we have been doing this for a while. And there's a lot of different types of shows available to you. Season one, it was just me and monologue style. Season two started to bring in the guests. 
And season three is a beautiful combination of live shows, monologue, and guests. So a little bit for everyone. If you are interested in being on the Inner Revolution show, go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram. It is probably the best way to reach me at Mudre. And if you need to look that up, you can go ahead and look on the radio page. Or you can go ahead to my website at transcendentheart.com or email me at drrenee@transcendentheart.com. So I'm really excited to kick this show off. Let me go ahead and say if you are interested in calling in and asking a question of either myself or our host or our co-host today, um, you can call in at area code 657-383-0169, 657-383-0169. And don't be shy. Uh, we have people call in for a variety of reasons. So even if it's something that might be slightly off the topic tonight, it's okay. We're here to help you. We want to make sure that you feel like you're moving on into your own spiritual journey. So let's go ahead with the show. The topic tonight is coming back home to self, a tale of second chances. This was such an important topic to me because I had been thinking for some time about why are some people given second chances, maybe even third or fourth chances, and some people unfortunately aren't. Um, I think about in my own life, my own battle through anxiety and panic, um, my battle through melanoma cancer, um, infertility, other things that I was able to rebound and get back from and other people continue to struggle. And there's even moments in our lives where if we have survived something and other people haven't. Sometimes what we call survivor syndrome, where we feel a sense of shame or doubt or guilt. And why are we given this chance and other people aren't? And why do we stray away from ourselves in the first place? You know, you would think that staying on our path and being genuine and authentic to our own selves would be priority in our lives. But in actuality, it's one of the very last things that we do in our spiritual journey and our spiritual quest. And it's so important that we begin to reorganize, reprioritize, and get back to us. So without further ado, let me tell you about our special recurring guest tonight is Todd Michael Willis, who is one of my besties and almost as though a spiritual brother to me. I would just say he is a spiritual brother to me. And Todd is well known for his writing, his poetry. He calls himself an amateur, but I think he's way better than that. And he has this very unique style about his writing that evokes a lot of different emotional reactions, but is always inclusive of his own unique spiritual path, which he has been on for the past two decades. He's an accomplished musician and just an overall beautiful, beautiful soul. So let me go ahead and welcome Todd to the show. Todd, are you there? I am. Thank you so much. Can you hear me? I can. How are you? Oh, I am wonderful. Thank you so much for letting me be on your show a second time. It was such an honor the first time, but oh my goodness, coming back is just it's it's really wonderful, and I'm so grateful. Thank you. Well, I am so happy to have you. And again, I apologize for the hoarse voice, so I'm hoping you'll be able to help me out as a co-host tonight rather than just an interview. But, you know, it's amazing because I was reflecting upon the show that we did in, was it 2018? Yeah, it was August was it 19? 9th, 28. Yeah. No, it was Oh, my August. goodness. Sorry, it was August 9th, 2018. That's when it was. My God, time is flying by. And, you know, it was <laughs> You're such, telling me. 
a memorable show. And I just remember, you know, it got very honest and very transparent. And you talked about your own journey through depression and the loss of your divine love and life partner, Lane, and just what life was like for you after that and your own struggle. And, you know, it was such a beautiful show. And as I said in the intro here, that it's still one of the most downloaded episodes that we've had in three seasons. So kudos to you and being able to open up that lens for many people, because I know on your page, particularly on Instagram, you're very open and, um, you know, really do talk quite a bit about that transparency of asking for help when you need help and, you know, being someone to be able to kind of bring that to the forefront. So can you tell our callers who are listening as well as those who are streaming live today a little bit more about what you've been doing since the last show? Um, yeah, I switched jobs um, in April of this year. I had been working for this um, technology consulting company for almost 14 years and in the IT industry that is almost an unheard of uh, length of time Um, and I just you know the thing is that at that time we were on an hourly rate our largest client was scaling down their work with us so it economically impacted a whole bunch of people in fact four people just got laid off recently so it's it's Mm. Yeah, it's it, it was one of those situations where I didn't want to. I could have I could have easily stayed. And again, it's a good thing that I didn't because now that I, you know, having <laughs> having the, you know, the the cojones to get your resume back to a, a good shape and, you know, calling the the headhunters and getting all that set up, it's it's draining because you're basically saying, you know, hire me. I'm, right. I'm here for you you know, hire me, but also I have to prove to myself that I'm hireable, right? Even though right. I have those many years, it's, it's still, there's a little voice inside of me that says, well, you know, maybe not so much. You could do better, right? And so I, I have really improved. And so this has been, it's been great. Um, so the work has been good. Um, I'm still working with another consulting agency and our, we have another large client that I'm working with and it's, um, I love the people that I'm working with. I have, I share this, uh, large desk section in the corner of this room with three other Capricorns and we call it the Capricorner, if you can believe that. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's real fun. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I've been writing, but I haven't been writing as much because, um, I've been doing a lot of ruminating and thinking and, and feeling and, and um, a, a kind of appraising where I am at this point and where I want to go with my writing. Uh, so right. it's been two months. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, you know, isn't it amazing when things sort of take a turn for us? Sometimes I mentioned this just the other day on Instagram and alive that sometimes we always think that when things are really, really difficult, that, for some reason, we're supposed to keep persisting and keep trying and keep moving in, into that phase. And I always remind people, sometimes it's the exact opposite. Sometimes it's a sign for us to look in the other direction and see what we're missing. You know, what aren't yep. we doing, right? As G sort of shared with us the other day, he said to me, Renee, as you're getting towards the end of this year, I want you to begin to think about what you haven't been doing. 
and move into mm-hmm. that. And I said, wow, how, how moving, right? Absolutely. Exactly. So, right. so our topic today is really about how we get lost from ourselves and how we can come back Right. And, and no matter where we are in our life, no matter how old we are, you and I are no spring chickens. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. here we are in our 40s and 50s and still reclaiming or even beginning things that we've never done before. So so yes. why do you think in your own life, as you reflect upon your own journey, you know, what were the things that were patterns for you that kept showing up where you found that you were moving away from yourself? Oh, uh, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I was a straight A student in, in school for the most part, right? And so the expectations were naturally high that that would continue. And there came a time like around the end of high school, I would say my senior year, somewhere in, in uh, either the fall or spring semester, which I realize is the entire year, but I could tell that things were changing in me. And I was like, I'm 18 years old. I don't really know what I want to do. I don't really want to go to college right away because I feel it's going to be a waste. And Mm -hmm. all this stuff was going on to me. And these expectations were, no, 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 you, you go to school or you get out of the house and find a job and an apartment. And you remember from the last podcast, I chose the latter because I had, I had had, you know, the 12 years of that schooling or plus, you know, plus a year of community college. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't care. It doesn't matter that I was a really good student before and had passion for the work and, um, you know, passion to learn. All of that was evaporated because the expectations and part of it's burnout too. And, you know, and there's a lot of other things that were going on with me socially um, and as in terms of my development. And, um, so, yeah, it was very, very challenging. And so these, what happens is that you, you get these little messages and then you replay them over and over and over in your head and they become part of your reality. They rewire your brain, you see. And, um, and so I would go through life thinking that I don't deserve any more than a dead-end job. I don't mm-hmm. deserve to do anything with my music. I don't, des- you know, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. I'm, this is where I'm going to be. And you you have to eventually come to a point where you stand in your truth and you say, uh, no, um, I'm going to reclaim that. I'm going to reclaim that which was either stolen from me, you know, through abuse or neglect or whatever, or what I willingly gave up because of my self-limiting beliefs. But you have to come to that moment of truth, otherwise nothing changes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's amazing to me as I thought about my own journey, too, that Whenever I was actually on my path was when I seemingly jumped the furthest off of it. You know, it wasn't when I was already off and dabbling over here and acting amok or, you know, running as a fool in life and, you know, doing the things that I thought I wanted to do, but in actuality wasn't doing. And it really is a strange circumstance that I was always on my path when I had the hardest time. And when I was off my path, I seemed to be in less resistance, which is not always the case for some people. And I faced my my most stress, right, and and struggle Mm -hmm. and pain when I was actually where I was supposed to be going. And I always tell people that, oh, these are the ones that have to find your purpose through your pain, right? Well, exactly. Um, So what's going on here is, 
um, when we come into this life, and this is coming from maybe a more metaphysical uh, perspective than the topic would, would normally allow, but I'm just going to, I'm going to go there. So, you know, Oh yeah, we go there. You know how we are on the end of revolution. We go wherever right. it needs to go. Yes. Right. And you are my soul sister. So, uh, <laughs> but you're not my only one. I got a, I got uh, a few and I love them all dearly. Yes. Uh, but you know, when, you know, when we choose this life, we choose, we chose earth because it's a tough school and it has a reputation for building very vigorous souls, very um, insightful, vigorous. And most of the time we choose the difficult path. If you're, if it's difficult, it's because you're on that path, which is supposed to be difficult because you're supposed to be learning lessons. Now you're right. Not everyone needs it to be difficult to learn the lesson, but if we were honest with ourselves, uh, what do you think that percentage would, would actually be? Right. So I, I that's yeah. my theory at least. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think metaphysically, it's so hard to deny the mind-body connection. I was so shocked. I heard a statistic the other day that in the U.S., still around 50% of American doctors, American general practitioner doctors, do not Mm -hmm. believe in the mind-body spirit connection. I said, are you kidding me? kidding me where are we in 2000 and almost 20 right and I know your birthday's coming up here very soon as mine is right after and so we are in 2020 right the year of perfect vision what is going on with people that they still do not see this connection and this is part of that that story that when we lose ourselves when we get off of our path it is when we are actually stepping away from the very essence of our own spirit our spirit when we feel pain and suffering it is because our spirit is not in its fullest engagement of expression so how could we possibly deny the voice of the spirit and that to me is just crazy because i know whether it was infertility, whether it was melanoma cancer, whether it was panic and anxiety, whether it was depression, whether it was just overall burnout and stress, such as you shared with yourself. When I yeah. got back to the, to the focus on the spirit and the quieting of my mind, the pain was so minimal, completely dissipated in every possible possible way you could imagine things began to heal in my body and so this is really bizarre to me and I know I'm ranting at this point but you know no it's no my god because how <laughs> well, do we tell I people think... to come back to themselves if we're saying you know all you have is a is a body it's well important. for those who are who, you know for those in the medical profession who want to deny that connection um they're either you know paid to do it you know there's got to be some kind of lobbying group I mean, I'm thinking right. politically right now. I'm thinking pretty low vibration, and I apologize. But that's what I, that's what I would say because, I mean, it's happened before, you know, doctors um, in, endorsing cigarettes, for instance. I mean, that's ridiculous, and they knew it wasn't good. So, um, And some of them are just kind of caught up in this low vibrational, uh, you know, everything has to be cut and dried. I mean, I understand that perspective because I – kind of started out my life that way you know I was very intelligent and then the creativity some sort of kind of blossomed after that but I understand that left brain way of thinking so um, it's just unfortunate it really is 
So we have to yeah. take our care into our own hands, really. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know we're going to be talking about second chances as well, because you and I both have had second chances. Maybe even I've had a few more than seconds, let me tell you, in in a few things in my life. So are you interested Uh in taking a few calls? Sure I am. Sure. Okay, good. I just coughed. (laughs) I'm going to put you on a pause real quick. (laughs) Okay. That is live radio when you get sick, right? Let's go ahead. (laughs) Right. I'm opening up the mic as I'm coughing, so I do apologize. So I am opening up the mic. If callers on right now are interested in asking a question or just saying hello or having a conversation, the mics are now open. So please feel free to go ahead and tell us your name, and we'll go ahead and talk and ask a, answer your question the best that we can, as long as I can continue talking here tonight. <laughs> so anyone there? Hello. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Erin. Uh, I'm in St. Albans. How are you doing, Dr. Renee? I am wonderful, Erin. So are you in <laughs> Vermont today? I am in Vermont, yes. Hi. Yay. Uh, you, get, you know I used to live there, so I love Vermont, I have to tell you. It's just uh, always was a place I found myself. So, oh, but welcome. I'm like a half hour from the border. Thank you so much for letting me be on the show, you guys. I, Absolutely. I okay, so the topic, I, I love what you're saying. It's returning home to ourselves and second chances after we lose sight of our past. How do we return to something when we don't even know what it is anymore? Because being so well-versed with either a community or oneself, and then there's so much knowledge and buildup of that, and then it dissipates. And it's like kind of emotional purgatory when you don't know which way is up. How do you come back to what, a center that you don't know what it is anymore? And also, how, how, what is the second chance in that? Uh, Dr. Renee, would you like to take this? <laughs> well, you know or... what's really interesting? No, go ahead. I was going to say, what, what are you feeling? And I'll chime in here. But this is where I always tell Dodd, we're going to talk about his book here in a little bit, that he knows a lot more than he thinks he does or leads on to believe. <laughs> so, so what are you feeling there, dear brother? Uh, well, um, one thing I do know, I mean, you know, I, what I'm getting from this is that, yeah, you, you get so far off the path, you don't remember where it was you were supposed to go. And um, I've always, I, I had two visions in 1987, all right? I know that sounds a little strange, but I was actually starting to experiment with meditation, with really deep. And I had one vision was about the new earth, literally people walking through a portal to a new planet. Uh, the other one, um, sorry. Uh, the other one was no, no. Uh, about me. Uh, about me. Um, I suddenly had this feeling that I need to be a music teacher. <laughs> mm. And I understand I, I haven't done anything with music for a while, right? But I needed to do this. <laughs> I had this vision, and I had this vision because I was in a very quiet place. I had moved out. Um, uh, of this two-bedroom apartment with this woman who was absolutely insane. I loved her, but she was crazy. Um, <laughs> and I was in a place of solitude. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't like saying hate. I, I I learned a lot from her, so I can't 
Yeah. It was just pretty wild. Um, so I, I got into a point of solitude, um, and through the meditation, I found that my head became clear. I didn't have, uh, you know, the meditation sort of cleared, you know, all the, the self-doubts, all the old programming. Um, but I think really the only way you're going to do this, again, is through being quiet, being still, yeah. and listening to that voice, yeah. right? Amen. And, well, you know, Erin, I, I think so as well that when I think about my journey back to self, it was against what I had thought it would be, you know, all of my mm-hmm. life when I thought that, you know, when I would find myself, it would be the loudest moments, the most celebratory moments, the, you know, in the spotlight kind of moments. But as Todd is saying, it was actually opposite. It was the quietest moments. It was the most reflect, yeah. reflectful, right? I don't say reflective, but reflectful because it was full of being able to say who I was now, who I wanted to be, and most importantly, what I did not want to be anymore, right? That unbecoming and, as I always talk about. And that's where I think I am. The entire world has gotten silent, and there's no movement, and it's like the dust is settling around me, but it's still dark but there is this like beaming light that is starting to reflect off the dust that's starting to settle and I don't know what's around me well that's the beauty of this though yeah that's the beauty and 2020 is the right the year of perfect vision meaning that we're not going to be seeing through our actual eyes and the way we used to see that we're going to really be able to rely and depend on intuitive but also third eye higher self sort of guidance right and so this is where we really are going within where we need to be the quietest we've ever been to really be able to hear that voice within now i tell my friends on instagram all the time because they always tell me they're like you should teach classes on how to be on Instagram. I said, oh, that's the last thing I want to do because I want people to be their true authentic self. And the only thing that I tell people as a bit of advice is slow down when you're talking and give people time to feel, give people time to think about what you're pondering, what you're, what you're suggesting. Sometimes we get on there and we're all hyped up and full of adrenaline and, ah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and then you kind of go, people can't connect with that. Because we're in a different time now, cellularly, at our DNA level, we are all shifting, right? We are evolving, and it's going to require us to be quieter, more peaceful, more serene. And there have been so many years now where I felt like things aren't showing up, but in actuality, they are. They're there. I just had to get quiet. So, honey, I think you are on your way, and I know mm-hmm. we're going to be working together a little bit, so I'm super excited. But um, really and, and I know today it's 12-12, so it's really important that we, you know, make our affirmations and things like that. Do you want to share your affirmation with us here? Me? Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. My affirmation. Oh, God. I just, I am. That is. That's all I got. Lovely. I am. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And, and callers, I have to I tell you, once you come on the line, I'm going to ask you, what's your affirmation? Everyone's going to hang up. Watch. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't hang up. Don't hang up. All right. Miss Erin, yeah. do you have anything else you want to ask, honey? Oh, you know, I think that I have a lot to ingest with what you guys said. And I, if it comes up, I'm going to message you. But thank you so much for your help tonight. Thank you, my nice love. To meet you, Thank Aaron. you. Aaron. Nice to meet you too. I'll talk to you all soon, okay? Thank okay. you. 
Hi. Now, Todd, we had some other people come on since uh, we went ahead and answered that call from Miss Erin. So I'm going to go ahead and open up a couple more mics so you guys will hear that it says you are live. Um, don't panic. You don't have to come on if you don't want to. We'll go ahead and close the mic shortly. But if anyone else wants to ask a question of Todd or myself or talk a little bit about your own homecoming, let us know your name and uh, where you're from. Hello? Hello. Hello, this is Diane. Hi, Diane. How are you? Hey, Diane. Hey, Todd. How are you? Hello, Capricorn. All right. (laughs) I know. I was going to say, one of our soul sisters is on the line, and you are calling in from Michigan tonight, right? I am. Cold, How's the weather? Cold Michigan. It is cold. <laughs> it's cold oh. here, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so what's your question? What do you want to ask? What is the most difficult lesson, do you think, um, that you learned before you became aware that you were learning lessons? Uh, yeah, let does me think about that. It's <laughs> a great question, yeah. Absolutely. A little bit of a brain buster because, yeah, you're right. We're not aware that we are learning lessons. We are just living life. Or, you know, like if we're a kid, we're constantly in the moment. We're not even aware of past or future. It's always present. Um, So I would say before I was aware, the hardest lesson was uh, being honest with who I was. Um, Yeah. You know, for ever since I was, gosh, seven years old, eight years old, I knew I was gay. Um, but but I didn't have a word for it <laughs> because I, I, I guess I led a, a sheltered um, childhood. We didn't talk about that stuff. In fact, we didn't. Um, but my exposure to that word, was, you know, came later. But I always knew the feelings were there. And then finally, I just I had had enough. A, a series of events had happened. Uh, where it's like, okay, I cannot deny this anymore. If I keep going this path of being, you know, uh, of, of, of ignoring this and trying to put it off, it's going to really impact my quality of life. Everything is going to be just, you know, what, what do I tell this person? What do I tell this person, right? Um, so mm-hmm. I, ha- I came out, and um, that was the hardest lesson is like, you know, again, stand in your truth, Um and be the person that you're supposed to be. Right. I agree. Yep, yeah. I totally agree with you. And how about you, yeah, Diane? Do you, have, do you have a moment in your life that you think that, that occurred for you where you just kind of didn't realize it in that moment? I did not, and I was 13. Um, and I walked away from a situation, and they asked – I was with my cousin, and she said um, – and another guy came in somehow – and we were in the playground. He said, do you want to do drugs? And I said, no. And my yeah. cousin said, yes. And I walked away, and we were inseparable. So I went mm-hmm. home, and she stayed. And she's dead, yeah. and I'm alive. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I think back to when I was 13, and I think, wow, I was learning a lesson, even though I didn't know I had a lesson. I was learning the lesson of me and the power of me. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, at thirteen, you don't know. 
Right. And I'm so glad you brought this up because I was just talking to this with a group of students recently about what we call vicarious experiences, right? And that is learning through an experiential, more of a metaphysical way where there's an inner voice that sort of tells us, no, you know, I saw Mm -hmm. what happened to other people or I somehow know certain things, but I can't quite describe them as to why I shouldn't go down this path or even if I have, why I shouldn't return, you know, and I need to go back to me. And it's important that we're really sharing this with the youth today because I want them to be able to trust that inner voice like you did, you know, something said, no, you know, turn away from this. And I had similar things as well. I was around so many people who were involved with alcohol and drugs and things like that. And I never engaged, you know, but I, I don't judge people who did experience, you know, from an experimental perspective, but I mm-hmm. somehow just knew that wasn't my path and I couldn't explain why. And I had a boyfriend once when I was in high school who was very much involved in drug use. And um, I remember someone offering it to me and he got very angry and he said, no, not this one. And I never understood mm-hmm. what that meant, you know, because we never really spoke. And as a grown up, I said, wow, intuitively, he knew what my path was even before maybe I did, you know, and Mm -hmm. not to hate that. And that is so amazing to me how, and I know you're both very intuitive as myself, how we need to start really trusting that voice. Um, And I wish Mm -hmm. we could just train children in that so young, you know, just listen to yourself, listen to yourself. I don't want to say don't listen to your mom, but I want you to listen to yourself (laughs) more so, you know. I do. I tell my kids, don't always listen to me. Listen to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Miss Diane, anything else that you want to ask or share today? Um, no, but it's a pleasure to um, listen to you guys. You guys are doing awesome. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. Actually. And please feel free to stick around. I know that, unfortunately, it seems like Blog Talk engineers are busily working. Um, so our live stream is not working for everyone everywhere. So some people were texting me um, saying ferociously, I can't hear you. And I have them calling in and so they can hear. So if you hang up and you can't listen to the show on online, uh, feel free to go ahead and just call back and mute your phone. And you can listen to it here. Oh, so thank you, my dear. All right. Thank you. And I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you. Thanks, Diane. Okay. It looks like we have a few more callers online here. So if there's any callers remaining on the line who haven't had a chance to go ahead and say hi, go ahead and tell us your name and where you're from. always gets really quiet, right? The shy ones. So if you have Mm -hmm. not gone ahead and asked your question or said hello and you want to go ahead and do that, let us know your name and where you're from. All right. Well, hearing none at this point, we're going to go ahead and mute some of those microphones. Uh, Todd, hopefully I don't shut you off on accident. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Remember. There you are. I know. I'm like, whoops, sorry. I went ahead and shut off the co-host. There we go. But anyway, (laughs) there's still a few people on. Sometimes some people join us second half. But if not, we have some time remaining here. So let's talk a little bit about second chances. And I was thinking, as I shared just here with Diane, there were so many moments in my life that I was given the 
the vision, the opportunity to be able to find my way out of the tunnel, to, you know, be able to see what was meant for me ahead. Even if I didn't believe it, I still could see it at times. But talk to me a little bit about, you know, what is your probably brightest memory that you can think of where you were given another chance and, and how that sort of played out in your life today? Yeah. Um, well, uh, as you know, I was uh, a good student. I was also um, uh, into music, and I did a year of community music. Uh, sorry, community, um, uh, not community school. What am I thinking of? Community uh, college. Community college. Yes. <laughs> community school. Listen to me. <laughs> community college, and then of course I wasn't doing much musically, and. You know, part of the reason um, that I went back to school is because I had that vision of me being a music teacher. And um, I was a music ed major for the first year and was getting good notices. Uh, So I thought, okay, this is probably the the direction where I'm going to go. But by going into, you know, as a state, I had um, a chance to continue all those music studies. And really flourish as a musician like I'd never before, kind of branch out into conducting and, you know, into orchestration, which I had been studying privately for about 10 10 years. Um, And uh, so all these things where I thought, okay, I'm probably not going to do anything musical, even though that's really my passion. Um, Being able to just say, say, hey, you know what? You have a vision. It didn't work out. It didn't work out becoming a music teacher primarily because of the state of education uh, system in California at that time. And uh, and then I was a performance major. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't – I almost went in for auditions, and I kind of wish I did. But the, yeah. the only one that I – saw that was available was in Nashville that meant if I had the if I won the position which is very unlikely I would have to move to Nashville right yeah Um, so yeah doing all this stuff um, I found that later in life I was able to reclaim some of that uh, passion by number one performing in a lot of chamber music groups number two Mm. by setting up my own and so I was able to kind of channel um that musical creativity and thought. Uh, and then later with my coworkers, we had an informal trio. Um, now that I'm not there anymore, that's the put. So I'm realizing at this point, part of the reason why I've been so quiet is that I need to do more of my music. And so yeah. it is one of my goals. And so I think yeah. this is going to be my third chance. <laughs> and I think it's probably one of the greatest things you could have mentioned today. I think, you know, and I'm pushing you to get that book done. Um, oh, I'm to, getting it done to write next this year. Book. Yes, to write this book. I'm telling yeah. you, I was so thankful when I put out my first book. Now, I have published so many journal articles as a professor. I'm, I was just saying, mm-hmm. you know, today, I get the notifications when people cite me in articles, things like that. I never wrote a thing for me, though. That was always for, you know, my position and what was expected of me and things like that. And I love the work I do, but I always felt like I was writing it for someone else and not myself. And so when I wrote the science fiction novel, The Unbecoming, it was really the story of me told in that 
different way, right? Metaphysical way. And that yeah. was where I think I really found my voice. And as I said, when I was writing the book, I felt like when the book breathed its first breath, that I became alive in that moment, unlike any other um, time that I had. And it was, that was like my second chance. This was like, okay, now I'm going to live my life truly for who I was supposed to be, why I was oh, supposed wow. to be, and all those kinds of things. It was just metaphysical sort of unraveling and the layers being peeled back and looking in there and going, who are you, you know? And every day, I don't know how you are, but every day I feel like I get to know a different part of me that I thought I knew, but I really didn't know. And I love it. I think it's just the metamorphosis at certain points of our lives when we recognize we're in those second, third, fourth chances that we get to really, truly find out who we are, what we're made of, and do something with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason for those chances. I mean, they're, they were put there. <laughs> we basically wrote that script, right? We yeah. have free will. We can ignore the chances. We can go very far off the path. But those chances were put there because that's part of our dharma. I mean, that's part of you know why we're here is to have a chance to learn and grow. And um, yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, the whole thing about me writing and, and writing my life story and poetry is giving me a chance to ex- express my way in a, in a way that's different from music, right? Um, but it's, it has to be genuine and it has to be revelatory, and that's what I'm going for. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I, I didn't expect the poetry, but I had a heart-opening um, session yeah <laughs> meditation uh two years ago this month and um the the stuff just flowed out of me i just couldn't write it fast enough um but yeah i am writing my life story and i'm thinking next year's i'm going to set a goal because i haven't really had that so this time yeah next next year right now i do see that we still have one caller on who was on there before who said they might be having a question so i'm hoping that they've thought of their question if not, okay. um, it's okay. But I'm going to go ahead and just open up the mics. If you've already asked a question, you can certainly ask another one. We don't mind. So the, the mics okay. are live right now. Go ahead and let us know your name and where you're from. And you can go ahead and, and maybe tell us about your second chances. Oh, I apologize there. Um, who's on the phone? Uh, Cliff from Colorado. Hey, Cliff. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am great. Say hi to Todd. Hey, Todd, Cliff. how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Hey, uh, I was going to ask real quick as far as like the second chances and also finding, you know, talking about you and finding yourself and, and realizing who you really are. And I apologize, Dr. Rudan. You taught, you said something earlier about when you were giving advice about Instagram talking fast. You've seen some of my videos, and I just get real passionate about what I talk about. So I'm one of those ones that talk fast. <laughs> I used to be the same, too. Yeah. As far as finding your your way back to you and second chances, how important and how much of a key role is mindset in all of that? That's a great question. Yeah. (laughs) How important is mindset in terms of getting second chances? Is that the question I heard? As far as finding your way back to you uh, when you get that second chance. Yeah. 
So how important is mindset to get back to you? Well, it's it's crucial. I mean, yeah. uh, you you have to have to a place in your mind where you're no longer, you know, acting out the the, the fantasies that you tell yourself just to get by, you know, the little, little white lies you're telling yourself to justify why you're not healing, why you're not progressing, all yeah. that stuff. Once you get into a proper state of mind, again, through the, through being quiet and listening, really listening, it's surprising what you hear, you know, that's what I'm saying. But once you get to that point, then yeah, you, you've got the mindset, the, the um, you're sending out that kind of energy. I think you're energetically bonding to that outcome um, now I'm not an expert matter. Um, uh, you know I'm not a, a subject matter expert at all. But this is where I'm coming from. Yeah, okay. and I think that you know honestly, I was talking about this at the beginning of the intro. That for me, it it came down to a lot of the mindset that maybe I wasn't worthy of the second chance. You know, why am I given these opportunities? Why was I able to beat melanoma cancer? Why was I able to go on and have two beautiful kids after struggling with infertility for five years? You know, why did one of my very best girlfriends have to die from cancer at 44 and leave her kids? And why did my dad have to die? Why is he not here? And was it, should I have been able to be a psychologist sooner? Maybe I could have helped my dad. You know, all of these things sort of loomed through me mentally and created a lot of that self-sabotage over time. And so I think it, you're right. Mindset is huge in the sense of worthiness and value and saying that I have a right to be here, that there is a purpose and a reason for why I'm here. It doesn't matter what portal I had to go through to get there, but that there is something that I should be paying attention to for the very fact that I'm still here. And a lot of people, as Todd was saying, you know, really can't figure out why they're not healing, but in actuality, it's because they don't want to touch that one space. And when they touch that one space, their mind goes, no, 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 don't touch that. Don't touch that. And that's exactly where you need to be touching. And it's uncomfortable, as you probably know, Cliff. I know you've been very transparent on Instagram of your own, you know, recovery and things like that. That when we touch that space and we finally feel it, the mind goes nuts for a little while. But it'll quiet, right, if we continue doing the work. So how did you find yourself back, uh, find your way back? Excuse me, I had a cough drop moving on there. How do you find your way back? Well, I I found my way back or actually found myself through – uh, well, through recovery, because I was a uh, alcoholic for years and years and years, and I'm very transparent about that, as you said. But yeah. um, you know, I, I spent a I spent my whole life, my whole adult life, serving others. I was a paramedic firefighter for 19 years. I've oh, been nice. a uh, sheriff's, uh, sheriff's deputy in a jail, and I've been in youth corrections, and I did all kinds of public service, trying to help other people. And when I resigned from the fire department after a 19-year career, I was lost. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do now. I, I was looking for other jobs in the same or similar field, but it just really didn't resonate with me anymore. I just didn't have that drive anymore to, to do that type of work. But I had no idea because that's all I've known in my life. And yeah. I've been exposed to uh, self-improvement and and coaching and all that kind of stuff. And that kind of started to open my eyes, and I really owe a lot of my spirituality of my um, wife because she's always been a very yeah. yeah there we go it's, it got delayed there i apologize you're still with us 
Oh, that's okay. So it was yeah, actually it, it came down to a very defining moment on uh, April fourth, two thousand sixteen. I was driving to work. I was listening to some random inspirational stuff, motivational stuff on the radio, and I just had that aha moment of you know what I want to do with the rest of my life. And ever since then, I've been real huge on perspective. But I've been real huge on mindset, and I just really found out who I was and really found that love for myself and that. That, that drive to be true to myself, true to who I really am, because I spent a lot of that mm. time as a paramedic firefighter trying to do what I was supposed to do, trying to do what other people said I was supposed to do. I was buy a house, get a job, have a career, do all that stuff that's on our checklist for the American dream. And I lost all that. I lost all that stuff. And who am I now? And that's what I had to really sit down and I had to really evaluate is without all this stuff in my life, who am I? Who am I yeah. without all that stuff? Just me by myself, because all that other stuff is temporary and it can be taken away in a moment's notice. And when I did that, I meditated on that. And I really thought about that. It really became clear to me who I was, what I wanted, and the importance there, the importance I needed to put on, on myself, on loving myself, putting myself first above anybody else. Because the only person I'm going to have from birth to death is me. Yeah, everything absolutely. else can come and go in my life at a moment's notice. And once I started focusing on me, it just my whole world opened up, my mind opened up, and I realized all these lessons that I had learned throughout my life that I missed at the moment, but they created who I am now, and they made me who I am now, and I don't regret a thing in my past because it made me who I am right now. But I realized all these lessons that I was confronted with in my life that I just passed off as bad luck, as bad decisions, as you know, the world against me and all the, all the stuff, all the excuses we give ourselves for that stuff that that wasn't the world against me or anything. It's stuff that I had created and it's lessons that life was trying to teach me to make me better and stronger so that I could build the life that I have now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And some of us find our purpose through our pain and it's just the door in which we are asked to go through. And it's, it's just different. I used to feel such a sense of envy for those who didn't have to go that route. And I used to say, why? You know, why did I have to go this way? Why do I have to have scars physically, metaphysically? Why did I have to go through these things? And I no longer question that. I just accept that as part of my path, as many of us do. You know, we would love for our children to not make those decisions, right? We'd rather them choose the easier road, but it's impossible. They have to make their own choices. So, Cliff, thank you so much for being with us today. We truly appreciate your insight. Thank you. Great great show. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you. And if those of you who are listening right now, Cliff, can you give us your handle on Instagram? You bet. It's at mindful underscore architecture. Thank you, my dear. Enjoy that family. All right. Thank you. Have a great night. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Well, my friend Todd, we are winding down here into the last 10 minutes of the show. We still have a couple callers on, so I'll put the mics back on in just a little bit. So if you still wanted to ask a question or just make a comment, we'll put you on here in a second. People are now indicating to me that the live stream is up and running. So it must have just Mm. been an engineering issue. It happens from time to time. It's probably the 12-12 significance. What do you think? Oh, that portal, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) The moon was saying, no, look at me. Don't listen to them. 
come outside and look at me and I'm getting ready to go out there in just a little bit. But I always ask the infamous question at the end that I call the footprint in the sand question. And it really is about the impact, the legacy that you want to leave behind, you know, for younger generations, the impact that you hope that the work and the thoughts and the beliefs that you have are making for the world. So what do you think those are? Legacy I'd like to leave behind. Um, mm-hmm. Kindness, mm. um, empathy, um, courage, creativity, uh, passion, um, you know, uh, uh, but most of all, uh, kindness and compassion. I think that's the most important um, because often when the me- message isn't couched with the best intention with the kindness and compassion. If you don't have that energy, trying to get a message across can be more difficult as I've found. And so often you just kind of have to step back and say, okay, I know I've been trying to teach this. I've been trying to get this point across. I'm just going to be here from a point of compassion. And um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. You know, we're both empaths. So we, we get the whole gamut. Um, But yeah, that's what really that's um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things, but that would be the biggest thing, right? Well, that's absolutely beautiful. Let me just say that because, you know, it's often that we don't think about others at this point besides the impact we have on them directly. And I love that you're going through that lens of the more subtle, the soft, the more delicate aspect to our personalities and why we're here. And we both are very heart-centered and you know, transformational in that domain. And I, I think that as we go into 2020, particularly 2021 and 22, I think we're going to see a huge shift from this over-analytical emphasis of, no offense, mindful architect, but emphasis of the mindset to such a high degree. Um, of course, it's important, but really getting into the synergistic impact of mind, body, spirit without seeing them as separate entities right? We're not going to know which one it begins, which one it ends, and where the energy goes. We're just going to see it as a flowing, beautiful triad of energy that's always working simultaneously. And when we don't overtax any one portion of it, the one that needs to be involved at that time, whether our heart or our mind or our intuition, just immediately knows how to move forward into its light and stand in its power, as Diane said, you know, and I feel like that's what you're, you're showing us and the work that you're doing and why you're such a special, special soul to, to the earth. So thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. Well, you know, know, I, I'm sorry, but your introduction had me almost in tears. I was so, so, uh, reclaimed. But, you know, um, uh, there, there is always a way. Uh, people often get lost, and, and they always say, I'm lost, I'm lost, I'm lost. How do I get back? How do I, you know? There's always a way. And if you just start yeah. from a position of it's possible, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I can say about that. And, you know, being on the show and, you know, I am trying to be a beacon of light. Um, to the yes, my friends and the rest of the world, and I, you know, for a long time I really didn't see of myself in that light. I didn't see the light inside of myself, and it took you know a series of events 
and um, adjustments and, and milestones in my life to to see that that was always present. It's just, yeah. you know, it's perspective. So, yeah, thank you. Oh, absolutely a, beautiful. Other, well, I didn't want to take too much of your time, but it looks like, do we have still uh, calling guests? Yeah, let me click open the mics one more time. I think this might be someone who was already on with us before, but um, we're opening up the mics one last time. We have about five minutes left in the show. If if you have a second question or a comment that you want to go ahead and ask, feel free. This is your time right now. Hello? Oh, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Good. Who is this? Uh, a Power Ranger. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> Hello, Power Ranger Johnny. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a long time. I love your guest. I remember uh, I remember him very uh, – uh, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, Johnny, uh, do you have a question or just a comment? Um, no. Um, I was thinking, like, a lot of what you said is true. Like – why do we have to go through all the pain, right? Like <laughs> all the, why do we, like you said, like second chances. Now, since you're trying to, guys trying to leave a legacy, right? Wh- why? Okay. So do you think that these pain open up to like, cause I've been playing a lot on my mind about spirituality and what it means to me. Is it, why is it the one who get waken up or spiritual awaken? It's like, they have to go through this, like, dark time and in mm-hmm. pain. You think that's uh, spiritual mm. access? I guess I'll keep I, thinking about mm. that. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't think you have to go through a dark night of the soul um, to be awoken, awakened right. spiritually. I don't think it's it's an absolute requirement. Um, I can tell you in my case, it did not just happen. Like I've heard so many people, they just had a singular event where everything kind of changed. Now, I have had those events, but not in as respect to spirituality. That's been a continual, gradual, uh, up and down kind of affair for me. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't think you do, but often people do have to go through that pain because it's it's a change. And, you know, we as human beings, we're, an, we're very much um, – anathema to change yeah. <laughs> and, and so that kind of change and that kind of self-examination and uh like where where who am i in relationship to the world to the universe that can be right. painful when you're thinking about that like you know who am i really and um and it gets really confusing because there's so many uh different layers uh, of perception and um so I can't I can't answer that definitively, but um, I don't think well, it's you know, a requirement. I, yeah, I don't think so. it's a requirement either. I've had so many conversations with people about the dark night of the soul as to what is it really. But in actuality, one of the things that holds true in the evolution spiritually as it does as our own natural biological physical maturation that as you grow and evolve spiritually, you sometimes may experience what we know as spiritual growing pains. I mean, we have spiritual growth spurts. There are things that expand within us that those of us that are more intuitive, more sensitive, you know, and you know when you're one of those because you feel everything everyone feels and, and then some, and it's hard to discern, right? What's yours and what's others. And, 
when we have those spiritual sparks, those spiritual growing pains, um, it can hurt. It can hurt physically. And so I think that what would have been beautiful when we were younger, as we now have, we have lots of spiritual teachers and gurus in which to guide us. But if someone would have been able to tell me that what I was feeling when I was little and why I was overwhelmed in a room of people and how to work through that instead of thinking that it was panic disorder, right? Um, mm. It became panic disorder. It manifested in a panic disorder because I didn't have a route in which to channel the energy of my sensitivity. And so mm. like, that's the cool part today. Those of us who are knowledgeable of spirituality as you're learning, Johnny, is I think that that's probably the bigger story in my own personal opinion, but you know, and I think that those of us who experience the pain, you know, don't realize what it is and the beauty of what it is. And that once my clients find out, oh, that's an ascension symptom or, oh, that's spiritual growth, they feel less panicky about it and they move into it yeah. and they lie into it. Right. Yeah. Have you had any of that, Johnny? Have you had any symptoms? Yeah, symptoms? Which one? Of spiritual growth, any pain, anything like that? In the body? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's in the. I think I realized what it is. Like I didn't believe in the much of the uh, chakra. Like only yeah. one, like third eye. But my heart, uh, I didn't understand. I've been like closed my heart for a longest time. But mm. I realized something when when the heart. I think that um, the heart is the most important chakra. Is where like. It's where you let things in. Uh, how, yeah. How, how's it? You're balancing. The chakra, the, the, the ch- heart chakra, because I was uh, in pain. A lot like, why am I in pain? Why is my heart? Whenever you love something and you're in pain, it's usually the heart uh, right? chakra. And then you notice your, your breath is shallow. Yeah. And then mm. I start reading, I start reading uh, chakra books because um, I was like, wait, what's going on? And then I realized, that it has to do with the air element. That's why you breathe in. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like the pain opened up to me to seek evolution and to understand things yeah. that I never understand. That's why. And that's why I asked the question because I was like, what's going on? I can't understand. Yeah. Like, it's very, so that's my, uh, and also I was uh, watching this video saying that our, our natural state is our heart to remain open. But the thing is, since we are brokenhearted and it's not healed because we're trying to close off, right? But you got not it. The state is to remain. Yeah. So that's exactly. Mine. Well, we love you, Johnny Power Ranger. We are so yeah. proud of you. Continue to evolve. And I know that yeah. you're now um, getting out as a public speaker, and I owe you something, right. which I'm going to get to you shortly here. But I'm so proud of you. And if anyone out there is in, where are you again? You're on the Eastern Seacoast, right? Are you in Virginia or Maryland? Maryland. Maryland. So anybody who is in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area looking for a beautiful motivational speaker, reach out to me at Dr. Renee Mudre, and I will put you in touch with Johnny. So thank you, sir. I so love you. Thank you. I love you. Nice to meet okay. you, Johnny. Nice to meet you, Todd. Thank you. You take care. Mm-hmm. Take care. Such an awesome kid. <laughs> so anyone <laughs> else still here on the line? We are going to be wrapping up here, but any last words from any of our callers? Yeah, it's it's Aaron again. I had a quick question. Hello, lovely. Hey. Yes, absolutely. Hi. Anything for you. Uh, thank you. 
I I want to ask you both something. Um, it's a two part. When was a definitive moment where you knew that things were falling apart and you knew that it was part of, you know, falling away from something and what it led to? But also the second part of that, when did you know that things were starting to come back together and that you were getting a grip on the situation that you were coming back? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You had time. All right. You both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're right. <laughs> Thanks for calling in again. Um, Yeah, for me, I knew things were falling apart um, when I was, uh, this was after community college. I was working a dead-end job. I mean, making substance wages, just barely enough to survive, right? And I I realized that I couldn't do this forever. I, I just had that moment where, like, okay, I just, I give up. I can't do this forever. And Again, I, I have to say that the meditation program that I started was very helpful because it, it allowed me to, you know, um, to be able to receive that message without all the clatter and everything else. Um, so I knew that my life was just – it was going to be really – it could get a lot worse. I mean I could get laid off easily, and it was that kind of a job, and uh, yeah, I had to do something about it. And then when I knew my life was back on track, um, well – yeah, it was it was much later because I mean I I had already been I had already returned to to college right and done this wonderful work and everything but I knew at the time okay so skip you know um, I can't be a music educator because I just I'd be fighting for my job every year um, I can't be a performer I don't the idea of going out on auditions in remote areas of the United States is not interesting to me. So what am I going to do? Well, thankfully, I don't know how this happened. I got a job at an insurance agency and I started getting involved in the programming. And it's the, you know, it's the people telling you, Hey, you're a programmer. And then I'm finally having to believe it because everyone's telling me to my face, you are a programmer. And then of course, you know, you, you add two and two and then like, okay, this is what I am. This is, you know, what I do. And I'm now a contributing member of society. I'm not just working at dead end job, mm-hmm. just yeah. you know taking up space. I'm not just X, Y, and Z. I'm actually going places. I have a goal. I have you know I have energy, I have passion again, and that was that was a moment when I knew. Oh, beautiful! And you know, Erin, I would say because I I know we're wrapping up here, but. Todd was actually involved in my moment because it came exactly a year ago. And you know, because you've been in my life for the last year, that I almost died. And I have been ill before. I had, you know, gotten the diagnosis of melanoma cancer. I had waged battles and, you know, broken out of relationships and, you know, whatever, whatever. But last year when I was in the hospital, as I shared, I think when I was with you guys on on Facebook in our group, that I had mm-hmm. such a spiritual moment where I remember the doctor saying to me, I don't know if you're going to recover. You know, it's, it's really uncertain at this moment. And my symptoms were progressing and I couldn't fight this infection. And I remember going to sleep and feeling this beautiful embrace yeah. and this, this light and this energy just holding me there saying, please rest, please rest. And I was like, okay. And I just slept. I hadn't slept at all in such a long time. And 
you know, it, it was definitely a beautiful, divine, angelic moment. And today, as twelve twelve, as we know, but it's also for those of us who are devout, um, the you know the the honoring of of Mary and in the you know coming of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And today is twelve twelve when the apparition of Mary was seen, and you know people began to transition their lives into more of a spiritual dimension and. That's something to me that I have never been able to let go, nor do I want to. I am one who wants to really build this bridge between psychology and spirituality and see that it's the oneness and all that it is. You know, there is no separation. Um, and that's where the beauty is for me. So I think that was probably just a year ago. And as you, yeah. my love, it's been quiet. It's been barren at times. There's moments where I felt like I've lost a lot. But when I look back, I go, oh. This is how it's supposed to be. This is where we're supposed to be. This is the coming back to home. This is what it looks like, right? Yeah. And I know you have great things ahead of you, lovely, for this year. So I am so excited to watch that. Well, people who have been in your shoes or who are going through similar shoes that you guys have worn, what is some advice that you wish that someone had told you that you can tell your listeners in the the world? Mm. I'll let you take that one. (laughs) I wish that I had heard from someone to never lose sight or the ability to hear that inner voice, to never, ever, ever let that voice stop. And no matter what anybody said, no matter how crazy they thought you were, or how off the cuff your behavior was, or the choices you were making were not what they wanted, that somebody would remind me, no matter what you're getting yourself into, never, ever, ever let that voice quiet. And I did. When I was in my greatest essences of pain, it was because I turned away from that voice, and I began to ignore it. And when I started to listen and I opened that channel up, the pain has been so much less. So I think that's a big thing for me. What about you, Todd? Uh, I would say the same. I mean, um, I, you know, I know it sounds corny, but I, we didn't really talk about a lot of that stuff growing up. We were very, had a very strict childhood. I mean, which is good because we were taught proper manners and, and respect and how to get through the world, at least theoretically. Um, um, but we didn't, we didn't, uh, talk about a lot of those things that you were just talking about, but, uh, I think if someone had had said, you know, don't lose that inner part of you, um, yeah. that inner voice, that inner child. I mean, I certainly needed that inner child after Lane's passing. I needed yeah. to find my joy, and my inner child was screaming at me and saying, you know, play with me, play with me, play with me. You know, you're just sitting uh-huh. dead in that couch. You know, I mean, yeah. So um, I would have to agree with uh, Dr. Renee, Aaron. Yeah. Well, thank you, Miss Erin. We love you. Love you guys too. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. I think that is it for our callers. So, Todd, any last words of wisdom? Live your best life, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Right. I love it. You, you, yeah. You got to be true to yourself. Absolutely. And if you have to say that to yourself, you know, 10 times a day, 100 times a day, do it. 
<laughs> just, yeah. just say that because you're going to get out of a lot of trouble <laughs> that Aww. you would normally get into. So, yeah. I love it. And can you let our listeners know how to reach you? Oh, sure. Um, I have a website, which is kind of my blog um, where I'm writing my life story and poetry. Um, and that's at heartsage101, heartsage101.com. And on Instagram, my handle is heartsage101. So easy, right? Yeah, and I have all of the information on the radio page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash in a revolution. And the name of this show is Coming Back Home to Self, A Tale of Second Chances. And there is no one better than Todd right now, writing about his story, sharing it through his transparency on Instagram and Facebook, and just lighting up the world with his beautiful, intuitive self. So, my friend, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. It really has. And you are welcome anytime. And if you want to co-host with me, you are welcome anytime as well. Wow. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Love you to pieces. And everyone here, oh, for the Inner Revolution Show, I am your host, Dr. Renee. And for Todd, um, HeartSage101 on Instagram and also his website, we want to go ahead and say, go out and live your best life. Today is 12-12. You need to be able to verbalize out loud your intentions, affirmations. Let go of those final bits. Do not carry those into 2020. You have just a little bit of time left. Clean out those closets literally and figuratively. Allow yourself to let go of anything that still remains that you no longer wish to be a part of you. For anything that you've lost, Now is the time to begin to see yourself returning on that path and on that journey because coming back home to self is a possibility for anyone. And 2020 will be the most beautiful year yet for us all. I affirm and I am going to let go of any fear that I have remaining regarding my health and my well-being, that I know there is a purpose for me here on this beautiful planet to serve and to help others. And I will be here for quite some time, God willing. So, I, again, am Dr. Renee for the End of Revolution show. Tune in again for another amazing show next week. And we will talk to you all very, very soon. Bye-bye. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.